This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like rebel fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, June 3rd, the boys are back, the morning skate. Thanks for joining us before we get started. Uh, before you guys listen any further, do me a favor. Go on, review our podcast. Let us know what you think. iTunes, uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook. I know it's 2018 and Facebook's kind of getting phased out, but if you if you end up missing anything that we do, we pretty much put everything on there, whether it's picture, video, blogs, everything you need to know is on Facebook. We're a couple hundred short of a thousand. We're trying to make a run at that, so... Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and just leave us some reviews. Trying to trying to get the cloud up. The better reviews we get, the more cool shit we can do for you guys. So that's what's going on. Uh, Hal is currently on the injured reserve. He uh, he called in sick. I appreciate the call in, Hal. Uh, I uh, you know that's progress. So filling in for Hal today. We have Cooner. Cooner is back. Uh, yeah. I was I was kind of looking forward to do a Cooner Hal episode. We haven't done one in a while. Maybe next week we can get everybody on. But how's it going, buddy? Going good, dude. Uh, everyone, sorry it's been a little while. Uh, I've been kind of busy running around with my head cut off, so nice to be back. He's rocking a great beard, too. Uh, you guys clearly can't see what's going on here, but looks like Cooner's been spending his weekends in the woods, and it looks awesome. So shout out to the playoff beard that Cooner's got going. We're going to jump right into it. we got a pretty full, uh, pretty full schedule itinerary, so without further ado, NHL in the news, play the music. Okay, NHL news before we get into the Stanley Cup Finals that are currently going on. Talk about a couple stories. First story just came out. The Coyotes are reportedly offering Oliver ekman Larson an eight-year contract with a uh, AAV of $8.25 million. He's making six right now. This guy has been kind of like, I don't know, the Coyotes like stud. They drafted him. He's been on the team for, I mean, since 2010. He's a point-producing defenseman. I mean, he runs the power play. He's really not that terrible in his defensive zone. 8.25 is kind of a lot, in my opinion, but at the same time, we don't really have much going on. You probably want to hang on to any sort of good thing that you got. I know that they aren't really hurting when it comes to salary and shit like that. So I guess I'm I'm okay with the Coyotes offering him that. My thing is if I'm Oliver ekman Larson, eight years with the Arizona Coyotes, I don't really know if I want to do that, especially because he. I feel like other teams would probably pay him this money too. So, 
Cooner, what do you have on this contract going on right now? Last year, really quick, he had 14 goals, 28 assists, 42 points, but he has a dash 28. But again, he's on the Coyotes, so. Uh, yeah, exactly. Pretty much the first point of, like, contact, I guess, if you will, when you look at defensemen. <clears throat> take a peek at their plus minus, and you're like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. But we also forget Ovechkin was minus 35 one year, and no one really kind of yep. gasses him too And hard, I'm, pretty, I'm but, pretty sure Mark Stahl was, like, the only – defenseman on the Rangers that had that had a plus plus minus this year so yeah take it with a grain of salt not all it's cracked up to be especially being um pretty much on the bottom of the barrel every single year puts up actually pretty good points essentially right around like half a point per game for a defenseman on like the worst team in the league consistently almost so like you said the the one good thing for the Coyotes is the fact that he is you know they're kind of like stud defensemen and that they do have the cap space for it. On the other hand, it, it, it sounds like a good contract for him money wise, but um, eight years with the Coyotes, <laughs> he better save some of that money for, you know, therapy after you retire <laughs> because Jesus Christ, I would lose my mind like consistently just seeing like first round draft picks come in and nothing happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I think another shitty thing, too, to be completely fair, with with that high of a salary, his trade value, I guess, if you will, if he wants to get traded to a contending team at some point, that's kind of a, a like, that's that's going to be tough. Almost, you know, eight, nine million getting traded at the deadlines, that's a tough thing to swing. The only thing is he has term, which is good, but still, I think you made a really good point when it comes to he would have got that money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, and, and you know what? The thing is, too, he's not going to be minus 20 on other teams, and he's probably going to put up even more points on yep. other teams. So, realistically, I think the guy's probably in the, you know, 50 to 60 point range if he's on a decent team. I mean, shit, he had 55 points 2015 16, pretty good. And I bet you he's not dash 25 <laughs> or whatever, you know, so. Whatever, I guess congrats to him and the Coyotes somewhat. I don't know. It's- yeah, I, I don't think it's done quite yet. The one thing that I kind of do like about this deal, though, is if... At first, I was kind of iffy on it. Now that I'm looking at it, he, he's 26 years old right now on an eight-year contract. He'll be coming out of that at 34. That's way better than coming out at 36, 37. I, it sounds silly, but those two or three years play a huge role when it comes to contracting like this. So if he ends up signing with the Coyotes... I don't really hate it. Again, they don't really have really much money to offer anybody else, I guess. Yeah. And to your point of trading at the deadline, yes, that kind of could create an issue. But at the same time, because they don't really pay that many people, they can they can eat part of that contract if they really want to do that. So. Yep. No spot on for yeah. sure. I don't. I don't really hate that. I thought I was going to hate that way more when I was looking at it. But I kind of like the Evander Kane thing. I hated it at first, and then I was like, oh, yeah. it kind of makes sense. And, and you know what, dude? You really actually make a good point, too, with the age. Mm-hmm. The, the Coyotes actually were smart with this. Eight years sounds like it's a freaking eternity in the NHL or in professional sports in general. But like you said, he's not coming out at 37. He'll be a little bit younger. I mean, he's a big minutes guy, obviously. But like you said, the last two years of that contract, they're not going to be like, what the fuck did we do, Brooks Orpik? Or yeah. like shit like no, that. For sure. for sure. And a franchise so. like that kind of needs a consistency too. Like, you wanna you wanna be able to show people, hey, like we draft you, and if you produce, we want you around. Like th- this kid, if he ends up doing this, I mean, probably gonna be the captain. I would assume. Yeah. Well, and that's that's kind 
Who's their? Is he their captain right now? Uh, you know what? As I said that, I was like, that was probably really dumb to say. say. He's their captain right now. So like, is he? I think. I mean, put. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sure, I'm almost like 100 percent sure he's their captain. He took it over after Doan did. I think. Um. No, but he, but he alter, alternate like, captain. They were they uh, Alderman Larson, really? Jarm- Jarmelson, Brad Richardson. They had five players serving as alternate captains this year. So. Oh shit! I thought he was captain. Oh, you know what? I think I always think of Roman Yossi and him. I those two. I always kind of yeah back and forth. Um, but I think that that's kind of like a you're going to be slapped on the sea on that dude's chest. Yeah, if, especially if he signs you're that deal. That, that's what you want. I mean, as a franchise yeah. like that. When the stars line, right, you finally draft the defenseman, he pans out, he actually ends up being good, and you can sign him long-term and have him, like, you know, that that's a GM's dream, really. Yeah, and, I mean, not to just freaking sit on this guy for so long here, but whatever. You know, like, there that is a good foundation to build on. I know it's like, well, what the fuck? They, it kind of always seems like that they're trying to find a foundation, but, like, you got to start somewhere, dude. And the guy's been with the team. He knows the culture. He knows, like, the way like that they like to do shit kind of some some of that type of things that stuff does add up it yeah. does you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. i don't know hopefully for christ's sake for arizona i hope it, yeah. <laughs> i hope something happens shout out to seth who's listening to this right now and he's like thanks boys uh next one phil kessel drama of course there is there's reports coming out saying that he was pissy he didn't play with Genny malkin over the playoffs that him and mike sullivan have like a tumultuous relationship gm rutherford comes out of the woodwork says it's all blown out of proportion this wasn't Phil Kessel's fault. They they won the cup two years in a row. Obviously, they were going to be tired. Blames it on the tiredness. I like the GM going to battle for his player there. You didn't get a lot of that going on in Toronto, so that was that was good for Phil the thrill. This is, I mean, this is as classic as it gets, and it kind of sucks because when he left Toronto, he had like that negative reputation, right? And when when you when you get when you are given that, it's really hard to like get that away from your name. Fast yeah. forward a couple years, the Pens are out of the playoffs. Pittsburgh Penguins fans are, I mean, they're used to winning. What went wrong? There has to be something that we can blame. How about Phil Kessel, the guy that they blamed in Toronto? He didn't really put up that many points in the playoffs. Uh, I thought he was hurt. I, I don't really think anything came out with that. He he actually looked like dog shit in the playoffs. And I'm a big Phil Kessel guy, so that was a little rattling. But pretty cool for the GM to go to bat for him there. Yeah, I think that like kind of speaks volumes to like how much they actually like want him as part of the plan in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think that it's just like, you know, you get fed cake so long and then someone finally takes it away and you start like kind of crying about it. So it's like, and that's not, that's not me complaining about Pittsburgh fans. Like if I won, if the Rangers won the cup two years in a row, like I'd be doing the same thing. Yep. I'd be fine. This time to bitch about like you get to ride your high horse as long as you fucking can. And then when you fall off, if you fall hard, so that's life. Um, no, but like, kudos to the GM for freaking bouncing back and be like, you know, everyone chill the fuck out. And you know what, dude, maybe there is some fucking shit going on. It's a, it's a business, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's just like a fucking paper company, Dunder Mifflin. But yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if people disagree, people argue, people don't perform at a hundred percent all the time, like shit happens, you know, um, it's good though that, you know, it wasn't just kind of like added on, I guess, by the GM. He, he didn't, you know, really, I guess, ignite the flame a little more. He kind of just threw a little bit of water on it and maybe extinguished it. But like I said, man, it's going to – that shit happens. It's going to happen. There's going to be shit stirring going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Especially, imagine if 
they don't win the cup next year. It's gonna be like, oh my god, we're we're taking a turn for the worst. Like, no, chill the fuck out. You just lost to like a good team. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So good on that. And then the last NHL in the news story, Patrick O'Sullivan. So this guy, I'm pretty sure he he had a terrible upbringing. I think his dad was a piece of shit. Ends up making the NHL. Comes out with the Players Tribune article talking about it. a real sad story. Nothing that you would ever wish upon anybody. It was brutal. This guy's, having said that, this guy's really starting to kind of piss me off a little bit because he's, he's turning into a huge keyboard warrior. Uh, he's, it was something simple. Somebody said Rasmus Dahlin was waiting to take that, uh, that combine test and stuff. And Sullivan says, why is this guy even there? And any other sport, he wouldn't have to show up, blah, 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 blah. Daniel Carcillo says there shouldn't be double standards for players just because he's the best player and the draft doesn't make him immune to proving himself. You need the other 712 players to make the league, uh, to make up the league of denial that he will play, and so why treat him any differently? Uh, if you guys haven't like seen Daniel Carcillo on Twitter, he's he's a big hockey's a dangerous advocate going on right now because he had some shit going on with with uh, mental health addiction. His 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 best friend died, so I see that. And then Patrick Sullivan, I mean, I thought that was an okay response by him, but then this guy says he's going first overall and doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. Maybe you should go there and tell him hockey's dangerous in case he hasn't figured that out already, too. Just kind of uncalled for it. Like, every single time somebody tweets at this guy, he, he just comes off as, a, like, a pretentious dickhead. And then, like, I feel, I feel like if you chirp him back, it's almost like you can't do that because of his upbringing and shit. You know what I'm saying? To me, I don't really think that's fair, right? I, I don't... Yeah, no, you can't just, like rely on like you know your past to like buffer your future or present I right mean, like I, I think everybody gets that you had a shitty past dude 100 yeah. percent. but if you're coming at people like i i feel like that's open game like you should be able to like chirp back not about his upbringing but like just call him Anything a fucking idiot like shut the yeah. fuck up dude like i don't know what, what do you have on that this something so, actually just happened with another member of the media uh I mean, Patrick, so I think it was, like, that one tweet where you pick your favorite player and he said soccer wasn't a sport, and then, like, the media guy said something, he's like, yeah, I don't respond to anybody who has less than 5,000 followers, you're a nobody, or something like that. Like, no offense, Patrick O'Sullivan, man, if, th- if that didn't happen to you when you were a kid and you didn't write this Player's Tribune article, I don't think I would have any idea who he is. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. The thing about this is, is, like, I honestly don't have a problem with him saying, like, oh, why is he even there? I don't agree with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I agree that he should be there just as everyone else should be. The NFL guys fucking go to the combine. Mm -hmm. The top guys get tested more than fucking anybody. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? All the fucking pro days, workout days, all that shit. The top guys get tested the most because you're wasting a first overall fucking pick on somebody. You want want to know their freaking dick size, their freaking ball hair color. You want (laughs) if they freaking have any skeletons in the closet, shit like that, dude. Like, you're... The next 10 years of your franchise is based on this. Of course he should be there. You know, like, yes, I'm sure he's the best player in the draft. We know that, whatever. But, and my thing, back to my thing, like, okay, he says that, right? He's just trying to make a point, like, okay, this kid's sick. I get it. Yeah. And then Carcillo's kind of like, yo, man, everyone matters. And then you think O'Sullivan would kind of get that because he wasn't, like, a stud goal scorer. Yeah. You know, like, he was. <laughs> you think he'd kind of understand and feel for that, too. So it's like, where did that, like, all of a sudden, like, pissed off? kind of comment come from like it was weird you know like um it's not like carcilla was like blah 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 blah. you fucking idiot yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's like those classic high school fights where like you walk up to somebody like yeah dude you're an idiot and the kid's like oh yeah well your fucking mom's fat she sucked my wiener something like that it's like (laughs) whoa (laughs) where did that come from like kind of one of those yeah 
Yeah, I know. It's like, and, and honestly, it would have actually been like a halfway decent like hockey argument mm-hmm. or sports argument of like, oh, do the best players really need to show up? Because that is a, an actual discussed topic about like the best players and the combine and that it, it, it doesn't always really measure out to mean much. But it's like, all of a sudden you twist it into like picking on, uh, he's almost picking on Carcillo for like advocating for like people's like health. It's yeah. like, dude, Dan Carcillo is just trying, I mean like, and I've never been like, a huge Dan Carcillo fan until he started doing this show. Like, I love the fact that he's doing it. Why he, he cares. And and sometimes it, I, I can see how sometimes it can maybe come off as annoying as a hockey player because I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never made the NHL, but Carcillo is saying that the league's dangerous and all this shit. But then you have the other guys on the other fence are like, well, we know that, but we're also getting paid millions of dollars. So it does. it's not really that important to us kind of thing. I don't know. It's just, it's a really weird dynamic. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. We're going to move on. Uh, Vegas, Washington, here we go. Caps are up 2-1. Could be the Caps here. Before we like really get into all the games, though, I just wanted to talk about this. The Vegas pregame, do you remember uh, Do you remember Slapshot 2? Like, when they get bought and they're pretty much like the Harlem Globetrotters of, like, hockey? Yeah, exactly. Carbon copy of that, yep. Like, that pregame is exactly what that, like, reminded me of. Like, it, it was straight out of Slapshot 2. And, yeah, like, with some Game of Thrones going on, you have a dude wearing goggles, like, drumming and shit. Like, that kid definitely got laid after that. Oh, yeah, and, with the goggles on. Right? And now, like, uh, okay, and, and to continue on to that, Lil John performed outside the T-Mobile Arena. He, he They interviewed him, and he, he talked like a real human, which... I didn't know that he could do with all the years of him just screaming, yeah, and like, what? Um, then Imagine Dragon sang for the second game. Going back to Washington, they bring out Sting and Shaggy for game three and Fallout Boys playing game four. When did the NHL become like a dick measuring contest of when, like, who you could get to play in front of your games? Um, so it became a dick measuring contest when the NHL was trying to compete with other professional organizations. I mean, that's... I get that, but like, that's not what hockey is. It's not, but the thing is, okay, this is the thing. You and I, who grew up on hockey, we're going to watch this shit no matter what. We don't give a fuck about Little yeah. John. We don't care about Fall Boy. We're going to watch the game. Little Billy, who's 10, might not watch the game, or his dad might not watch the game, but Little John's performing, and they have a cool <laughs> Vegas ice show, so they're going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. sucks. Like, Don't get me wrong, dude. You, it's, the pattern is like really starting to pick up, and you can really, really, really see it, dude. But, like, I just pray to God we don't get to where, like, it's the NBA and, like, music is playing during, yeah. like, the game. Like, I'll fucking... Yeah, <laughs> I just... Miserable. I mean, I I hope, like, that like there's a team that ends up making it to, like, this and instead of doing all this shit, like, they literally just turn the lights on and then they play. Like, that. I would, I would want to play for, like, that team. It would be, like, Philly. Yeah, and, like, again, I don't really mind it. It's actually kind of cool. You see some of this shit... But at the same time, the Washington Capitals game started 25 minutes after the announced puck drop because of all this shit. Like, I have to work in the morning, man. I don't need to watch, like, fucking Sting and Shaggy or Lil John running around. The catapults, like, I just, I mean, I turned the TV on because I wanted to see Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson fight, not some goggle kid fucking slamming the drums. Yeah, it's, it is, I mean, it is getting a little obnoxious, but... I don't know, man. It is I, what it is, I suppose. It, it, that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's just, it's like we're 55-year-old men saying, well, back in my day, yeah. you know. Like, Walk uphill like, both fuck, ways. It feels like that, you know. Like, it's yeah. weird seeing, like, all of this shit. And, like, Vegas is definitely, like, setting the tone for it. So, it's like, 
that that is i guess that's kind of almost the leader of the dick measuring thing is kind of vegas it's like washington was like oh fuck vegas did it so we gotta outdo them to prove we're gonna win the cup because we have people perform it's mm-hmm. like no just go play hockey your team's good <laughs> yeah and i don't mind vegas doing it because they don't really have tradition right like they, they are a 2018 that hockey is team their tradition. Mm-hmm. that's that's it. it's like the big you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. montreal kind of does a, a small version of that yeah like the shit on the ice and yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Washington's up two games to one. Ovechkin's really showed up. Uh, he scored, I think, every game except for game one. Devontae smith Pelly's banging body, scoring goals. Evgeny Kuznetsov's doing the bird dance. A uh, couple takeaways for me. The one, the first one, since 2011, Alex Ovechkin leads the NHL in playoff goals with 40. So, people who say he doesn't show up. Eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's a, he's an underperformer for sure. I hate I hate when people fucking talk about that, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then my other takeaway, honestly, the reason that I don't think Vegas was winning these games, the game that they won, it was six to four. I Mark Andre Fleury has been an absolute stud since the playoffs have began. And it's not like he's playing bad right now, but he's not doing what he did before when it came to stealing games. So if you're a Vegas fan. I'd be a little bit rattled about that, but at the same time, you never know with that guy. I mean, pretty much did the entire playoff standing on his head. It could happen again. So that's kind of my takeaway from it. I mean, you have uh, Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves going at it, which is awesome. Uh, there was this one clip of uh, Ryan Reeves like laughing in Tom Wilson's face. I like that a lot. Brooks Orpik got fucking destroyed by James Neal. I think that was last night's game on a reverse hit. I thought Orpik's brains were scrambled for sure. <laughs> Um, I mean, what do you what do you have on this series? It's been pretty exciting thus far. Yeah, I mean, it's actually like a good series. Game one was a little fucking crazy. Um, it was a good, it was it's you know exciting to watch. It was just wild, like a six four game. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's tough because Vegas is sick. They're really really fast, and they're fast because they have a great transition game. Dude, they get the puck from defense to offense so fast, and they they develop so many offensive opportunities because how hard they work like back checking and in the D zone. They're really good at that like five feet. That's a great point, man. How many how many how many times have we heard Ryan McDonough through the years talking like getting interviewed and him saying we're a five man unit. And like the Rangers actually not being a five man unit. And then you watch Vegas and it's like, oh that's what he meant. Yeah, they they turn the puck up ice really quick and and one thing if you notice dude like they don't a lot of their passes do it especially that first line Dude, if you watch them in the playoffs, they pass through the neutral zone so fucking good. Yeah. The passes are so pinpoint that it, like... And they're hard. A lot of people don't, like, understand or look at the fact that, like, if a pass is off by fucking, like, maybe, maybe, like, a foot to half a foot, and that guy has to adjust, it slows him down, and he can't continue with speed and get through the neutral zone as fast as they should. Yep. Vegas, especially, like I said, their top line is so good at that. They get through the neutral zone with, with fucking elite speed, but then you got the counteractive factor of Washington, who's physical in the neutral zone, who's physical, you know, on both sides of the blue line. So that's kind of been able to balance that. And 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 I think that's why Washington ended up getting through that Tampa series, you know, because Tampa's quick. And and they, they do the same thing, turn the puck up ice really fast and, and are really skilled. But um, it's, it's a good series. I mean, barring game one, you know, what, a one-goal game and a, and a two-goal game, you know, 3-1, three, 3-2, three, that's – that's good hockey. You can't complain, especially. I mean, shit. Last night's game, I think it was like shots were like twenty six, twenty two, which the you know 
early into it fan might be like, wow, that game was boring, but that's that's a good hockey game, you yeah. know. I don't I don't care who you are. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the goal scores for Vegas. Uh, it was actually pretty funny because the first game it was like Colin Miller scored, Riley Smith scored, like all these ex Bruins were scoring, and Bruins fans were freaking out. But for Vegas, Miller scored, Carlson scored, Riley Smith, Ryan Reeves, this T- Tomas Nosik. I mean, he has three goals in the first three games. I'm pretty sure, like uh, James Neal, but the depth scoring for Vegas really isn't like there. Like it was in the past, I guess. And then you're looking mm-hmm. at Washington. I mean, Backstrom's from the pocket net. Wilson, Ovechkin, uh, Kuznetsov, like the guys that are supposed to score, and they're also getting a little bit of like some depth with Devonte Smith, Pelly, Lars Eller, Brooks Orpik scored his first goal in the last 18 years the other night, which was huge for them. Um, I mean, it's two one caps. The thing I don't like is every time the Capitals win, Capitals fans are literally acting like they won the Stanley Cup. And I really think yeah. that's going to get like bite them in the ass. My prediction, I, I said, I think I said Vegas in six. I think it's going to be Vegas in seven. I think the Caps take this next game and then shit the bed. That's It's probably not going to happen, but if it does happen, just remember that you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, game game one, obviously Vegas had, had everything that they wanted. Depth scoring, top line scoring, you know, points from the defensemen, but... If you look at, like, games two and three, I almost kind of, I mean, I get, when you said they didn't get depth scoring, I just, they're just not really getting scoring, you know? I mean, yeah. two goals and one goal, you're not going to beat the Capitals like that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I in, they, in previous series, they probably would have because Fleury's been playing sick. But Marshall hasn't hit the score sheet yet. He hasn't scored a goal yet. I think he may have a couple assists. But you, ne- series, you need that. Um, Marshall Show has an assist in game one, and I think that's it for the series. Yeah, he has one assist. Yeah, I mean, you need more out their, of that their guy. Their top line hasn't, yeah. And and if and if you aren't getting stuff out of him, you need Marc-Andre Fleury to be impenetrable. And he's still playing yep. good, but he, he's not impenetrable, which he should be. But. Yeah, he's, you know, three goals compared to two goals is a lot. Huge, huge, dude. Uh, obviously, I mean, I know that's like a really, like, easy thing to fucking say but like it like really that's a that's a huge 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 mm-hmm. fucking deal is giving up three goals as, as opposed to two because that's what washington's doing mm-hmm. you know yeah. and they're two, winning games two games but and i think you made a good point too is that washington everyone's firing you know yeah. the, the top guys are scoring oh she's playing fucking phenomenal hockey he is he is a, he's awesome really to watch X-factor. isn't he he's yep he's been an x-factor for them in 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 honestly the last two series um, but then like, like, uh, you got the, the, the depth of Washington, not only just scoring, but like, dude, big shout out to Lars Eller, just getting moved up and down the lineup, dude. That's that, that shit right there. That's stuff that like championship teams. Yeah. I know it's like so cliche, but next man up like that, that's real shit. Mm-hmm. Eller, Eller he, he plays both, both spots, first line, third line, like the guys, guys contributing in any way that they can, you know, Connell, Brett Connolly scoring a goal. Dude, everyone, like, talks so much shit about him. The dude, he's not there to fucking be a 50-point scorer. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's there to fucking put the puck in the net once in a while. Devontae smith Pelly scores a goal. Like, that's huge getting that from him. No, I agree with that. Uh, before we move on to two questions, what's your prediction? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> 
Uh, I guess I think the Caps will win it in six. Caps in six. All right. Yeah, I think Vegas will get one more, and then I think the Caps will just take care of business. Well, we'll see. I mean, potentially, uh, let's see. They play tomorrow, right? That could be three. So, yeah, this could be the last podcast that we have with hockey going on. So I think I think Washington wins the next game. Vegas will win one, and then Washington will win. I mean, only time will tell. But that was NHL in the news for this week. Now we're going to move on to, we have one Twitter question. So Twitter question, Drake, play it. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Twitter question, uh, hashtag night train at Party Purdue. Question from out here in the sky's falling land. Are you seeing a different Vegas Golden Knights or an opponent that has solved what we do? Personally, I have not been impressed with that performance in any of the games, but feel like we can still take this series. So this kind of just plays into what we just said. Um, I think... Honestly, for me, I'm only gonna I'm gonna wrap it up in one thing. Mark Andre Fleury's playing good, but if they want to win, he has to be perfect, and he hasn't been perfect. That would be my thing. What's yours? Um, I'll do like two small, small things. Um, depth play from Washington is exceeding the depth play from Vegas, mm-hmm. and the physicality is actually is it's taken a toll on on Vegas. I know Reeves is a physical player, and they have some guys that like work hard and stuff, but Washington, their their physicality is it's just wearing them down, dude. Yeah, I can see that. I think I mean Marchessault is a smaller guy. Riley Smith's a little bit bigger, I guess. Carlson's a little bit of I, I don't know. They don't have like that other than Reeves. They have who do they have? Bellamar can throw the body. Carrie, I don't know if he's even playing. I don't remember, but he can throw the body. I love that Alex Tuck kid. I think he's sick. Yeah, he's but, a stud. I mean. That that would be my thing. So and I don't and I don't even mean to like like freaking bone crushing hits. Just like the just physical play. You know, even along like the wall and stuff like that. They're just they just seem to be kind of dominating that that section of the game. No, I I would agree with that. Um, keep sending your Twitter questions and send them at us whenever, and we'll make sure that we put them out on the podcast. So now moving on to Patty B Hotline. What's up, Pat? Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, Patty B Hotline. We got three voicemails this week. We love that shit. Thank you, guys. Please continue to uh, to call in. I'm just trying to get these things fired up really quick. If you guys uh, listen to the podcast, you want to call in. It's 518-309-2595. And, yeah, just leave us a voicemail. We'll play them. Funny thing, one of these voicemails, I don't know which one. So it actually goes through my phone. It didn't used to do that, but now if somebody calls the thing, it goes to my phone. So I, I had it, and I saw somebody called me, so I called it back. I was like, hey, like, did you just call me? He's like, oh, yeah, just call in the morning skate. I was like, oh, shit, what's up, dude? And he's like, yeah, I, I love what you guys do. Keep it up. So that that was awesome. I appreciate that. Um, but here we go. Here's the first one. Hey, boys. First time, long time. Uh, fellow New York resident. Um, calling, I have a... I have a Funny question for you. So, who do you think on each team between Washington and Vegas has the best golf game? So, with with the Stanley Cup coming up, and uh, you know, one team's gonna lose, one team's gonna win. You know, who who out of those teams do you think has the best golf game? I'm not sure if you guys are golfers or not, but uh, I actually live somewhat near the Saratoga area, and I have family there, and uh, I've always wanted to play the National, and uh, I was wondering. Also, if you guys have ever played the national. So, uh, anyway, have a good one. Appreciate you calling in. I'm not a huge golfer. I've golfed like three times. I played normally the first six holes, and I get pissed off, and I just drink and drive the cart. 
Uh, I actually went to the driving range yesterday. Huge blister on my hand. So, so you guys know I'm showing Cooner right now. Huge blister on my hand. So this, I'm battling, I'm battling through this right now with a with an injury, hand injury. Um, I do it for you guys. I don't do it for myself, or you know, I don't tweet it out and just show people. But I'm struggling here, and and I'm I'm really trying. We appreciate you calling in. So golf game, who has the best golf game on each side? All right, so I think for Washington, best golf game on Washington. I bet Lars Eller's like pretty precise where he puts the ball, but when it comes to driving, I bet John John Carlson could probably drive the ball like 500, 500 yards. That like I think that guy can just let it rip. And then on the Vegas side, I think it's Alex Tuck, man, young kid. Uh, all these young yipper snappers are out there golfing and shit. So I, I would say Tuck. If I and then if both of them were to compete in a golf thing. I'm going to go Washington because they've spent a majority of the last, like, 10 years on the golf course pretty early. So that would that would be my thing. Cooner, what do you have? All right. Um, golf, yeah. I mean, I've been actually getting into it a little bit lately. I'm trying to, like, become a golfer. So it's fucking miserable. It's oh, it hard. sucks. Uh, I hate my life. Yeah. No, I, I love it, man. Fuck. I keep score, like, actual score every time because I want to get better, but – I don't care if I shoot fucking 100 plus every time. I have a good time doing it. So, um, I actually went this past Friday. Had a nice, nice day. Hit, hit a little lightning, thunder and lightning storm on 15, but decided to push through. So that was kind of nice. Hell but, yeah! Um, there, we, we, no quitters here. No, no. Uh, as for what the nationally said or something like that, I don't live in Saratoga, and you know, I don't really think my pockets at this moment are deep enough to fucking swing a golf club on any Saratoga soil. So. Uh, <laughs> Syracuse guy right now, so uh, there's like a six dollar state like zoo kind of course here. It's for nine holes. It's like unreal six bucks. Oh um, yeah, we'll go there once in a while. But uh, as for like the guys, I, I bet you TJ Oshie is fucking an oh, absolute call. golfer. Yeah, I just like I picture him just being unreal at golf, dude. His wife, his wife was probably enough. like a beer cart girl. Most likely, you know, she puts like some ketchup or mustard on a deli dog pretty decently. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And then for Vegas, um, I think James Neal, maybe. I don't know. I feel like he guy's got a nice snapper on him. Okay. Probably, probably pretty decent approach game. He's been he's an older vet. That's I mean, I don't give a shit if you're a vet in the NHL, you gotta golf a little bit. He seems like a dude who'd probably be chill with the boys and go golfing. So I don't know, maybe James Neal or. Um, I want to say Marsha Show because he's, like, skilled, but at the same time, I picture him just kind of, like, chugging Rebel Vodkas in the club and not really trying to get up for golf at, like, 7 a.m. or something like that, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's got a tennis lesson at, like, 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, he's got to go buff his Lambo wheels or something. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. Uh, second voicemail, Karski Kush. Jets. I stopped calling for a little while. Just want to know what you think. 
Sorry for the long voice, no, love you boys. All right, so Hal's not here. Uh, next week when Hal comes back, I'll, I'll bring this back up because 70 keeps just throwing daggers at him. I didn't hear about the scavenger hunt thing. I kind of like this. I think if I was in a city and my favorite hockey team is like, hey, here's a scavenger hunt, I'm calling sick to work for probably three days in a row, and I'm going full tilt because you can't half-ass that. It's a battle of who wants it more, and if you can find those tickets because those tickets aren't cheap, man. You can get those tickets for free, and you're you're running red lights and crashing cars, and you doing what you have to do to put, you know, not food on the table, but tickets on the table. I can respect something like that. Kuna, what do you have on this scavenger hunt? Um, first of all, I'll pretend to be Hale for a second. No, fucking <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. They just piss me off. I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> uh, the scavenger hunt. I don't know, man. Like, I think it's kind of sweet, dude. Like Vegas is. They're just. They're just stepping outside the box more and more and more. I know we're kind of 50-50 with the little pregame shows and Lil John drinking gin and juice or whatever the fuck, but I don't know, man. It's fucking sweet, dude. They're they're getting fans. They're doing yeah. exciting shit. Like, it's 2018. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, um, and especially... Sucks, people are... No, especially because it's 2018. Like, it's nice to see somebody's having fun. Like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, that is kind of cool. Well, I like it, too, because it, like... It does take away a little bit from like the super seriousness behind it, and it it brings a little fucking fun and excitement. And like, dude, that's what they're trying to do is like they're trying to draw fans more and more. They don't need more fans; they already got plenty. But like, why the fuck not? Um, the only thing is, is like it is scary. People are crashing cars. It's like fucking Pokemon Go, dude. <laughs> like people <laughs> fucking driving their cars just to fucking hunt down a Squirtle or something. It's it's kind of insane, but I mean, at the same time, like you got to be a little bit of a fucking adult. It's not Vegas's fault for <laughs> for people crashing cars, you know. So I don't know. It's cool. I like the idea of it. Um, I like you said, man, taking days off at work. <laughs> you imagine that'd be so oh sick. Like, hey, boss, I got a big procedure coming up. Uh, last minute thing. I, I I'm gonna miss the next couple days. Dude, I take I take work off for free agent frenzy. I can't even imagine what it would be like for fucking free Stanley Cup tickets. You know oh, what I'm saying? God. Just crazy. Uh, Boss sees you on the news with your, like, crashed car, like, hanging out of it, where you got, like, tickets in your yeah, head. Yeah, like, I fucking like, did it! <laughs> and then some dude just comes by, punches you in the face, and steals them. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking Vegas, man. Uh, last voicemail. Patty B decided to grace us with his presence this week, so. Hey, morning, see Patty B here. All right, what is your qualifications for telling or naming someone a bandwagon fan? Is it like they've been a whole fan their whole life, or it's just like they just come on this year because this team was doing hot, let's just say, and all of a sudden they're like a huge sports fan, but no, like nothing about the sport. All right, later, guys. Bye. Okay, so for me, what classifies a huge bandwagon fan is somebody living in New York and being a New Jersey Devils fan. Because those motherfuckers didn't know shit about hockey in the 90s. The Devils just kept winning Stanley Cups, and then all of a sudden they're fucking Devils fans. You don't hear about them for years, and then they make the playoffs this year, and it's like, holy shit, my Devils are the play. No, they're not. Shut the fuck up. Um, I don't like how like people are like calling Vegas fans like bandwagon fans, though, because it's their first fucking year. Like, I think you're allowed to like go like a team in their first year. If, if it was like... if you, If... Somebody was just like, oh, yeah, I like Washington now. Well, they've been around for forever. Why didn't you like them then? Now you have this new team who's exciting, really good. I don't think that's really being a bandwagon fan for supporting a new, fun-type team. Yeah, just bandwagon fans are just just the fans that, like, for me, 
somebody who likes a team that was really good in the past that you didn't hear about it forever and then all of a sudden when they start becoming successful it's like holy shit they're back like the next time the Detroit Red Wings make the playoffs you're gonna have so many fucking people come and be like oh I was a huge Red Wings fan well no you weren't dude when you were young you saw the Red Wings like kill it and then they didn't do shit and now you found a different sport or like a new job and then all of a sudden they're good again you want to feel like you're important on social media so that would be my thing Cooner bandwagon fan what do you got uh, you can look at in the dictionary as uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Similar shit to that. Um, so, no, And that sucks. Not. And that sucks, dude, because there are so many, like, diehard Philadelphia Eagles yes, fans. Yes, I, yeah. You I know what I'm saying? And, that yeah. fu- and I'd be so fucking mad. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen when the Rangers win the Cup. I'm going to be so fucking pumped. And then you're going to see all these assholes come out of nowhere and be like, oh, yeah, go Rangers. I'm just going to fucking punch every one of them in the face. Yeah, thank you for saying that too, because I don't want to be like a dickhead and be like, all oh, all Philly fans are because my girlfriend's brother would like cut my head off if I said that. No, no, no. There are <laughs> no, and like, I mean, that's a good part about having shitty teams actually start winning is like those diehard fans that have stuck through those shitty times. Like, what if the Capitals win the Cup? I'm gonna feel pretty pumped for some fans who, I mean, they've been through a shit ton, right? And now yeah. all of a sudden they're gonna win a cup. Like that's kind of cool. But all these new ones where it's like, oh yeah, I've always loved the Caps. Like. No, you haven't. Oh, okay. here's a bandwagon so, fan. A bandwagon fan can't name your third line of four years ago. That's a bandwagon fan. <laughs> yeah, or like, so I have a, actually, in my, this is my head, it probably sounds way better to me than anyone else. This is a bandwagoner in the NHL. Um, all those fucking crazy French Canadian people, like if the Montreal Canadiens are to win a cup, which I hope to God I never fucking see that in my lifetime. If they win a Stanley Cup, like Montreal's just going to go nuts. Like, everyone will just come out of the wood like, oh, yeah, I'm such a big hockey fan. Oh, see who played. It's like, no, fuck you guys. You're just saying that because they used to be sick. Yeah. Haven't done shit. And But, like, so, like, back to the Vegas thing. You can't, no, you, they're not. So, you call someone a bandwagoner because, like, something new came out and it's good and they like it. That's like saying, like, oh, a new fucking flavor of soda came out and you like it because it's good. It's like, and your buddies told you about it. It's yeah. like, you know, I know that's like fucking stupid, but like, Not really, yet. like you, you, you can't, it's, it's like, um, when like Conor McGregor was like getting big, people didn't like hear about him right away. And then people were like, Oh, have you fucking seen this dude? Have you seen this guy? And then people start watching him. He's a fucking stud. And then they're like, Oh, holy fuck. You know, like yeah. shit like that. I, I, I like to, um, when some, I have like one buddy who he's not like a huge hockey guy, but he like, he, he digs it. He never played or anything, but like. We live like live pretty close to like the Syracuse Crunch, so he just kind of like switched NHL teams as like the Crunch did growing up, you know. So like yep. whenever the Crunch affiliate switched, he switched, and I'm like, that's not that's not bandwagon. He did the same thing with like the baseball team here. I think that's okay. You gave him a pass yeah, on that, right? Yeah, fine. that's fine. That's fine. But like as a Rangers fan, if you don't know uh, who we drafted in 2003. Uh, you fucking Jessman. If you didn't know that Peter Pruka scored 30 goals playing with Yarmir Yager on the power play, and if you don't remember Esatikinen fucking blasting, rifling a slap shot against the Panthers where it hit the camera and came back out and they kept playing, and he's like, no, it went in, it went in. If you don't know those moments, you're not a fucking Rangers fan, dude. You're not. Yeah, it's like, oh, sick. You you have like um, like a like a first-line guy's jersey that you bought for 200 dollars. Yeah. Sick. Well, and <laughs> you know, it's not hockey, but like, Baseball-wise, Yankees fans, Yankees fans are the fucking worst right now. The absolute worst. But, like, if you didn't know that Charlie Hayes caught the game-winning fucking catch in one of the World Series, like, years ago, if you didn't know who Chad Curtis was or Shane Spencer hitting fucking Grand Slams back in, like, 
the day, then you're not like that. That shit kind of bothers me. If you're like, oh, well, I wasn't alive or I, I was too young, do some fucking research, dude. That's all right. I'm saying. I feel you. Yeah. Pat Valentine, great that. fucking question. That was probably, I wish I had That's a bell. Good. That was the best question that you've had calling in so far. But again, if you want to call in, 518 309 2595, leave us a voicemail. We fucking appreciate it. Now we are going to move on to our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. Dom Moore. What's poppin'? Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. I always laugh when he's like, uh, hey fans. I, I, love, I love that part. So, so soft. Right? Just... Uh, I'm gonna do my zero of the week first. My zero of the week is that, that Twitter thing where it's like unpopular opinion. Have you seen that going around? No, I don't know what that is. There's like a they there's like a gif or a picture of something, and it's like the unpopular edition of the blank blank blank. And now there's an unpopular one with hockey, and it's just all these people like saying all these unpopular things that they believe is true. And, I mean, it was never a good idea because out of all the people on Twitter, hockey fans are easily the most triggered human beings on Earth, like me included. So, like, yeah. that wasn't a great idea. I don't really like fucking seeing that. The one that kind of has been driving me nuts, dude, is, like, some girls are saying unpopular opinion girls know about hockey as much as guys, blah, 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 blah. And, like, yeah. I think they do. I think some of them for sure do, but I think the ones that do don't need to go out and like bitch about it. No, that's exactly that's spot on. Like people that know, they know, and they don't have to tell anyone they know because they know. Yeah, it go, <laughs> it, yeah, dude. It go, it goes both ways because like I, same with guys. But like I remember, so my girlfriend's a Blackhawks fan. She she knows all the Blackhawks. I never really have to even like you know do anything about that. But I knew a girl years past who was also a Blackhawks fan. I asked her who her favorite player was, and she said Don, Jonathan Toes. And I was like, who? And she's like, Jonathan Toes. I'm like, yeah, you're a big hockey fan. You are. But then there's also guys that do that shit, too. So it's yeah, like... it's everybody. Yeah, but my zero of the week is just that because now I have to see everybody bitching at each other and just fucking annoying. So that's my zero of the week. What do you got for your zero of the week? Um, So <laughs> mine's the NHL and the Washington Capitals director of media or whatever the fuck. God, Christ, why Fallout Boy? Like, that was like... <laughs> like, that was like how many playoffs ago or whatever just like what was that one song that they played all the light time light them up, up i'm on fire oh, yeah, yeah that song oh my god yeah and it's just like all right just someone else the song reminds know. me of Derek broussard yes <laughs> yes obviously yeah. it's, i think that's probably why i fucking hate it because it like reminds me of the rangers in the playoffs yeah it's like Fuck, I don't want to listen to Fallout Boy watch NHL on NBC. It's going to piss me off. Yeah, I had a couple kids on my uh, summer team who skipped a game one time because they had to go to a Fallout Boy concert, and I will never, <laughs> ever, ever let them live that down. It was one kid who was on my team, and he went with a kid who was on a different team, and now both of them are on my team. So like, whenever I see him, I was like, yeah, Fallout Boy, any decent tracks? And like, everybody gets a good laugh at it. So Fallout Boy, it's yeah, awesome. that's, that's a good zero. Um. My hero of the week goes to NBC, giving the fucking double middle finger salute to Gary Bettman. Game was supposed to be on NBC Game 3, and instead they said they moved to NBS, NBCSN because they had an error, an episode of Dateline from like September 29th, 2017. So if you don't think NBC is not pissed off at Gary Bettman for the whole Olympic thing, I think you just tune in right then and there. I thought that was awesome. Again, like, I, I don't really think it did too much because if you're watching the game, you're going to fucking turn on NBCSN anyway. But like, Dateline from September like 2017 was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. So I was I was power, kind of about power that. move right putting the balls on the table is like hey Gary check this out. <laughs> Gary's just like Meh. yeah fucking little weasel. I love it. That's awesome. 
What's uh who's your hero of the week? Okay, so um a couple weeks ago, maybe yeah, a few I'll call it a couple weeks ago. It was back when like Pittsburgh was playing um Washington and like some someone on Twitter was like bitching at me about Tom Wilson because I like said something about that I like Tom Wilson or something like that and the the guy was like talking like oh uh, the league doesn't need trash or something, some bullshit, and was like talking shit to me. Like, do you not know and, who this league was founded upon? If the league doesn't need trash, dude. But and he's just like, yeah, that's why the Penguins have cup. We we rely on skill and speed. And I'm like, yo, idiot. They're just like, and so the kid fucking. Dude, know, Tom Sestito was on your team. Dude, exactly. It's like Matt Cook was a fucking penguin. Yeah. Like, and and so the kid like went on to like say something like. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Tom Wilson's a real Norris Trophy candidate, isn't he? I'm like, well, no, he's not because <laughs> he not, can't be. Yeah, because he's not a defenseman. You fucking <laughs> you idiot. fucking idiot. And then the person like continues to write like, oh, don't have time for idiots. Uh, muted. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking moron. So I don't know, dude. I've loved Tom Wilson. I love him in the fucking playoffs. That dude is my fucking hero of the week, the month, the playoffs. He's got fucking 13 points in 19 games. Yeah, he's, he's a lot of fucking trash, dude. He's terrible. He's fucking horrible. He's not just, you know, playing in and out of, like, the first and second line, putting up fucking over half a point a game in the playoffs. Fuck, he, he has a fucking effect not only on the score sheet, but in more ways than you can fucking count physically, mentally. The dude's a fucking stud, and I would take him any second, any minute, any day yeah. of the week on the Rangers. Yeah, Tom, Tom Wilson's the epitome of, like, a, a player you hate to play against but would love to have on your team. Like, that is yeah. exactly who he is. Yeah, spot fucking on, dude. And and you and another great point you made, he's not Tom Sestito. He's not just being out there doing scumbag shit. This guy can actually, like, play a little bit of hockey. Yeah, dude. And that's, like, another thing is, like, like when people are, like, talking shit about him, I'm like, like, it was, like, a, the Penguins fucking guy talking shit about him. I'm like, yo, Tom Wilson, like, yeah, he wasn't a fucking 100-point guy. He would have been, like, top 10 scoring on the Penguins, and he had the second most penalty minutes in the league this year. Yeah. It's been, like, 180 minutes in the box. He he would be a guy, if he was a Ranger, I'd probably have his jersey. But, yep, like, I would, he, but, he's, but he's not a Ranger, so I, like, I hate so him. So I fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel you. Um, thanks, thanks for, well, thanks to us for the fucking Heroes and Zeros. Now, now we're going to move on to our last segment. Our three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. We've talked a lot about, you know, pregame shows and, like, this and that. So three stars of the week are the three bands that you would want to open for your NHL team's Stanley Cup final, like, games or whatever. So I'll, I'll do my third star. My third star goes to Toby Keith. Um... This guy, he, he parties, he loves America, he smoked some weed with Willie Nelson one time probably. Big dude, uh, I mean, the Should Have Been a Cowboy song is just a staple of my life because like, if I could have chosen one profession other than a hockey player, I probably would have been a cowboy. Uh, I just I love everything about Toby Keith. He's just a fucking absolute like rock star. So third star, Toby Keith. Also, I think it pissed a lot of people off if Toby Keith like did that, so I think I kind of like that too, so... Uh, third star, Toby Keith. Big, 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 big third star right there. Oh, yeah. Large human. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's your third star? Um, I mean, I know they're old, and they wouldn't really please everybody, but I think it'd just be fucking sick 
I'd like to see like Skinner. <laughs> no way, dude! That was my second yeah. star. Oh, no, Skinner's I'm about it. I'm about it. Tell me, tell me more. I'll I'll do a different second star, but fucking I, awesome. I tell know, me why, man. I just fucking like. There's just something about them that like. Just, I mean, we're Americans. I know it's a Canadian game, but like, especially like we're being a Rangers fan, red, white, and blue. That just like screams America. Yeah. And I did like the playoffs are during the summertime, and yeah. I just like picture myself like. I mean, this would never fucking happen, but I just picture myself getting down to, like, New York City or something, and that would be the worst place for Skinner to play now that I think about it. But, but it'd like, be whatever, awesome, like, though. <laughs> like, just fucking, just, I don't know, man. Like, Saturday Night Special, just bumping. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It would be sick. I know it wouldn't be, like, New York City style, so, like, I had an honorable mention in case people get upset with that, and, like, Ja Rule. <laughs> From New York, just a thug. You gotta, gotta, gotta please some people. So I, I like John. I, I, I pick Leonard Skinner because I think they named their band after like their uh, gym teacher back in the day, who like used to make fun of them. So that's like why they named their band Leonard Skinner, and I thought that was kind of cool. But because you said Skinner, I'm gonna do a really quick on the fly. I haven't even thought about an honorable mention. My second star would go to uh, Good Charlotte, dude. I love Good Charlotte in middle school. Is that your first star? No, but they were like. Okay. So all right. All right. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, you show up and what was that one guy's name? His name was like Benji or is that Green Day? I don't know. They're wearing makeup, dude. Like, I think that I think the head singer is like. Ben, I think he's married to Cameron Diaz. Like that's New York City right there. Um, I I mean I could get down with the anthem or lifestyles and the rich and the famous and like just watching like Jimmy VC walk out and like get booed by people. I would love <laughs> to watch that. So, so my second star is gonna go to Good Charlotte. Yeah, and everybody knows. Their songs, like yeah. all, all hockey fans, they probably know their music. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's one of those guilty pleasures. Like, you don't want anybody to know that you listen to it, but like, if, yeah, yeah. If it comes on, it's like, all right, I can. I can. Yeah, and you imagine lifestyles of the rich and famous just drilling it in New York City. Yeah. Oh, way rare. better than Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy would shit their pants if they showed up to the stage and Good Charlotte was on there. Yeah. You guys have been. You guys have been booked downtown at the freaking <laughs> open mic night. Right? See a Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Who uh? Who, did we do your second star yet? Yeah, no, it's all right. We'll get to it. Okay, so what's your second star? All right, I know he like did the whatever winter classic or whatever the fuck it was, but right, I think he did. I, I know. <laughs> Kid Rock. Oh yeah, fucking yeah. unreal. Yeah, <laughs> he's Just, uh, he's playing the All American Badass Tour at SPAC this summer. You should come. It's like I, him and Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, I think they're playing um, at the amphitheater in Syracuse too. Yeah. Uh, uh, I saw that, and I was like, Jesus Christ. And Wheeler Walker Jr., do you know who that is? Yeah, guy's a fucking sad. Yeah. Doesn't he sing about, yeah. like, tits and ass? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a bunch of nasty ass shit. It's so funny. Yeah, and I but, bet tickets yeah. will be, like, fucking, I just, like, 75 cents. I, I know my, like, third and second star just feels, like, so American, but whenever I, like, think of the Rangers, it's just red, white, and blue. I just, that's all I think about. And just American badass, I know that would be tough to play, but <laughs> fuck, that'd be so sick. Uh, like, if the Red Wings ever made the cup, I bet you that Kid Rock would probably be, like, the one who they would wheel out. And there would be a whole lot of very angry people about it. But I, oh, you yeah. and I would be sitting there fucking head, head rocking to ba with a ba, dude. Oh, dude, if that wouldn't fire up a freaking crowd of Detroit people, holy shit. That's what I'm saying, man. And then my first star goes to this one guy who has a banner raised at the roof of the garden. It's Billy Joel. I mean, that guy's played over 100, 100 concerts in New York City. This is kind of like, I recently just kind of started getting into Billy Joel because I didn't really know that much about him. I just knew there was a rafter. And, like, uh, I got my buddy 
tickets through Sea Giant. If you guys want to save money on tickets, go to SeaGiant.com and type in the promo code Morning Skate and you save some money on it. So I got my buddy these tickets for Billy Joel. He brought his girlfriend there this uh, weekend. It's about time for Billy Joel to put up or shut up, dude. I mean, if you have the rafter in the thing, you better be out there fucking playing for the Rangers right before game one. And But the only thing about it is, like, I don't really think it like, get me, like, torqued. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, it's Billy Joel. Like, it's not going to make me want to run through a wall. But, I mean, if he has that banner, dude, you have to perform. Maybe he does a couple other covers. I'm not entirely sure, but number one star, Billy Joel. That's pretty good. I mean, his name is in the rafters, so. Honorable mention, Kinda. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine like Buffett in like Florida, like if oh, the Panthers yeah. ever made the cup or something like that. Oh my god, that'd be unreal. <laughs> right, palm trees chilling, Just fucking. Oh my god, hammering margaritas. Who do you have for your first star? All right, so now that I have this here, I'm kind of like up in the air about it. I don't know. I think it'd be trust <laughs> I'd love it. To, trust it. I mean, I love Kesha, man. Oh hell yeah, dude. I fucking love Kesha. She would be so electric. She would, dude. She would she would sing fucking praying and I don't know, Pavel Buchnevich would probably come out crying cuz he he was like this song's beautiful. Or Gold Trans Am. Right. Can you imagine if Gold Trans Am was like the song of like the fucking playoffs? That would be sick. Right? Or even a little a little old Kesha would be chill. Like I know she's moved on, but I also wouldn't mind Bruce Springsteen. He'd be chill. Oh, he'd be good. You know, he he would have to be USA, like fuck him. He's a Philly guy, right? Pretty sure. I think he's from Philly. So if, if the Flyers ever made it, I mean... That'd be I, cool. New York would just be like... I don't know. I, Billy Joel would be the only one that I think like 100% yeah. that would actually yeah. happen. But yeah, I like Sorry, having... everyone, for all the American shit. Memorial Day weekend really got my blood flowing. Yeah, dude, if you don't like America, <laughs> well, I guess fuck off. Yeah, you heard that. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast again. Review us, like us on Facebook. Do all that shit. Help us out. Help us help you. At the end of the yeah, day. Get those thumbs moving, people. Yep, and quick shout-out to Warrior Hockey. It's now June. Cooner and I, I think, are getting a couple free twigs from them. We're going to try them out. It's QRL. I think that's what it was called. Covert. Quick, quick release edge or something like that. QR edge, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, something along those lines. We're going to have uh, videos, pictures, all that shit. Uh, yeah, so that was the podcast. Any other last thoughts, Cooner? No, man. Good, uh, good to be back on, everybody. Sorry it's been a little while. Um but thanks for listening. Thanks for having me, Kev. Hell yeah, dude. Appreciate it. Appreciate all you guys. Keep tuning in and keep telling your friends. We're trying to fucking blow this thing up. We're almost to 18,000 on Twitter, which is huge. In one year, that's really not all that bad. So we're trying. We like doing this. We like talking hockey. We like the people who follow us like talking hockey. You look at all those other ones, I feel like a lot of other like big, bigger, I, I'm not saying we're a big Twitter account, but bigger type Twitter accounts. They don't really interact with anybody who follows them or anything like that. We're different. We want to hear from you. At the end of the day, yeah, we may get in some battles. Cooner may get muted by a Penguins fan, but we all love the same sport, and that's what it comes down to. Hockey's the best sport in the world. So, uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Hopefully there's still hockey going on, um, and I think that's it. Yeah. All right, see you guys. Square bells, flatbeds, clothesline sunsets, sky blue barn red. Wind chimes, front porch, good dogs, wood floors, work boots, open doors. And miles and miles of John Deere Green, freedom far as I can see. Road to run and room to breathe, that's who I am. And
golden cotton rolls I never 